Welcome back to the Power Six Podcast. Here's your host, Isaiah Rose. All right, everyone. Thank you uh, for joining us in another week of the Power Six Podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see we have the whole Power Six group. We got Max, Devin, Bradley, Connor, Headley, and myself, Isaiah. Uh, another exciting week of college football that all of us got to witness with our own eyes at the uh, Nebraska game this week. Um, I'm not going to you know, do too much here in this introduction, so I'm just going to go ahead and pass things off to Max with this week's agenda. Thank you, Isaiah. This week, we do have a Husker game to react to, which is exciting. And even more exciting, it is a win. How fun. Uh, so we'll just get straight into that because things go. are pretty standard this week. So the Huskers win 35-21 <clears throat> over Indiana. Mickey Joseph's first win as Husker head coach. Nebraska moves to 1-1. One in Big Ten play and tied for first place in their division, the Big Ten West. We know the gauntlet that the Big Ten West is, so that's uh, that's saying something. That's for sure. Let the Kool Aid flow, man. Let the Kool Aid oh, yeah. flow. Always yes, gotta have sir. a straw in there. I was very impressed by Saturday's game. You know, uh, they started out kind of flat-footed in the first half. I was really disappointed to see them. Indiana tie it up right before halftime. Um, but the second half was a completely different story. Uh, if you guys watched Mark Whipple's press conference today, he said, <clears throat> you know, I feel like my point doesn't get across if I walk around like I'm, a, like I'm a nice guy, but it's a completely different story if I walk around like I'm a dick. And it kind of reminded me of when Bo Pliny was coaching us and, you know, really getting into the guys that just aren't performing right and trying to get them going, get that spark going so that our offense is performing better. And I think you – could clearly see it in the second half. Yeah, first half to second half in this game was uh, quite the difference, especially defensively for the Huskers. By far the best defensive performance from the Huskers so far this year, um, especially in the fourth quarter, holding Indiana to five yards of offense in the fourth quarter. Huskers had the ball for 11 minutes of the 15 minutes in the fourth quarter, um, which is huge. They finally were able to close the game out. I felt like the game management, from Mickey Joseph, uh, from Whipple on offense, from Bill Bush on defense was just so much better than we've seen in the past. And this is now the first time that it's a completely new sort of head trio of the Nebraska football program since Scott Frost. Mickey Joseph, not Frost guy. Whipple, not Frost guy. Bill Bush, not Frost guy. And they're leading this team. And the first game that all three of those guys are leading this team, they go out there and get the win. And um, they look good doing it. I love what I saw from the defense. Casey Thompson looked good. Uh, it was just refreshing. It was nice to see. It was so nice. It was literally a, a full team win, which is awesome to see. And the guys just love Mickey Joseph. Um, some of the notes I got here is our offense is good. Like, they're second in points four at 63. Uh, Ohio State is number one with 103. And then um, Michigan's third with 61. So they're right behind us. Um, our O-line needs to be better, obviously. Uh, Big Ten is a big trench trenches game. Like, if you don't have a good O-line, if you don't, don't have a good D-line, you're really going to be struggling. Um, and then our defense, like you guys said, like, it looked good. Like, Bill Bush might be to the rescue. Thank God, hopefully. So, uh, let's, uh, let's keep that wave running, man. Yeah, a couple uh, – go ahead, Edwin. I was just happy to see us uh, get a special teams touchdown. That was awesome. I've rewatched it multiple times. Uh, that was my best Husker uh, Husker moment in person in, uh, in a long time. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. It felt really good to get a conference win. It was our first FBS and Big Ten win in nearly a year, in 364 days. Uh, so that felt yeah. really good. It uh, felt but, really good also being in the stadium and like going to a football game and like cheering. You know what I mean? Like cheering yeah. for something. That doesn't happen a lot. Just strange. Like I was like when we were there, I, I like put my hands up in the air and went, yeah. And I haven't done that in like five years, probably. So that felt good. The other thing too, Headley, you and I were talking that talking about this when we were at the game, but like in that third quarter when it's 21-21 and it's, you know, we had just given up 14 quick points before halftime. You know, we're talking, we're like, we do not think we're going to win this game. There's no way that we are going to win this game. And that's because in the past, yeah, in the past, Frost and his staff and that team had given us zero reason to believe we could ever win a game like that. So it was so nice to be pleasantly surprised and finally win a close competitive game. And we kind of did the same thing last year against Michigan State, where it's like we shut them down in the second half and in the fourth quarter. We didn't we didn't give them anything, but we found a way to lose the game. And in this game, we did the same thing. We shut Indiana down in the second half. Indiana scored zero points in the second half. And this time, instead of choking it, Huskers found a way to win. Really a different feeling. Another thing, too, Trey Palmer, Anthony Grant um, are legit. Anthony Grant is eighth in the country in yards per game, sixth in total rush yards in the country. And Trey Palmer is 18th in the country in receiving yards per game. Uh, uh, that is a fun duo. We have a clear number one and number or a clear number one at both wide receiver and running back, which is super nice. They're both on, on uh, pace for over a thousand yards uh, receiving and, and rushing respectively this year, which would be insane. I mean, a couple of the best performers in the, in the big 10 right now at their positions. Also real quick. Palmer's getting helped out uh, by that Casey Thompson long ball. That's definitely the best part of his game. I know like that was like the scouting report going into it, that he had the nice long ball. That's 100% the best part of his game. He, he's so good at that. He has a beautiful deep ball. That touchdown he had to Trey Palmer in the third quarter was awesome. awesome. And then, then to open the game, our first drive, they went long ball, long ball. That was it. That was so cool. I think that Nebraska's first possession offense is the best offense in football history. Oh, I do absolutely. not think they just got something about scoring on the first drive easily. Like they don't have, they don't, they don't experience a third down in the first drive ever. Just seven points. We love, points. we love scripting, man. We love yeah. scripting our first drive. <laughs> I mean, that scripting clearly... that last first drive was it was was uh, had to have been pretty easy. Like let's just throw it long once and throw it long twice. You know that was awesome. That's how I run. That's how I run my games in Madden. Some other big improvements out the Huskers so far this year. They're 14 of 17 in the red zone. That was obviously a huge struggle last year. That's much better. And I think it has a big 14 part of 17, to do. like to get a touchdown or just score. Uh, I believe that's scoring, but I actually okay. don't know. Either way, though, that's way better than last year. That's for touchdowns. That's way too good. That can't be real. I do not I believe, believe that's, that's just, I believe just that's scoring. Just yeah, okay. just getting points is typically what that red zone efficiency is is tracked for. And, yeah, that's super impressive because, you know, in the past we've either had issues punching it in or we had issues with the kicking game. And I think we have – we're starting to put the pieces together where we could be – if everybody shows up, we could be a solid team all the way around. Yeah, I've liked uh, Whipple's play selection in the red zone too. 81% of our plays in the red zone have been run plays. I think that's just simplifying things. And it helps that we have a, an Anthony Grant back there. But um, 
That's nice. How about the penalties, guys? 23 total penalties for 203 yards in this game. It's absolutely ridiculous. This crew sucks. Yeah. This crew it was, it was sucks. It, and it made the game so long. The first half was like two hours. And I would look up. I was like, oh, my God, we still have 12 minutes left in the second quarter. I don't know if you guys remember, me and Max talked about this, but this is the same crew from the Michigan game last year that was awful and the Oklahoma game last year. Like these guys, we thought we thought they were fired. And then lucky for us, we get to see him uh, coach Nebraska and Indiana. So that was insane. I hated that. That was a very long game. I had the same feeling too. I looked up and there was still so much time left in the second quarter. And I know a lot of the other games are already at halftime. It was crazy how long that game just felt the entire night. Yeah. Dude, it's just made it – it makes the game so much less fun to watch when they're calling games like that. And, I I mean, yeah, they were bad, but they were bad on both sides. It's kind of like in baseball with you got an umpire that's calling a, calling a strike on a ball two feet outside. Like maybe he's calling it for both teams, but it still just sucks. We have to deal with this for the whole game. And – you know, it doesn't make the game flow when you've got four back-to-back-to-back-to-back penalties, man. Yeah, I think it's super unfortunate that we had that many penalties. But if we're to look at one positive from this, a, a Nebraska team of old would have let those penalties kill their drives. And it would have been it would have been the downfall of the game. We would have lost the game. And then all the fans would have been sitting there blaming the refs. I think they, they fought through that adversity. Um, not that we had it any easier than Indiana. It was just both bad on each side but the way that nebraska was able to play through those penalties and still come out with the win just shows that they're they're more motivated they're more determined to to play better yeah and i think the last thing i got for this nebraska game um is how passionate the coaches were like we never saw that out of scott like i loved seeing um whipple get on uh get on casey thompson um and just like Mickey Joseph yelling, like getting in our players face, like getting them hyped up and everything. So just the passion that they bring. I mean, it's tackle football. Like these guys need to go out there and like win the battle. It's a war out there. Can't just be like, all right, guys, go ahead, uh, go get them. Like, no, you got to be, you got to be amped up, man. So I love the passion from this, these guys. Yeah, it's nice to see for sure. It's a lot of fun to watch too. You know, Scott Frost, it's like he hits snooze in his alarm 12 times, shows it up with crust in his eyes, moping around. Nice to see a coach that looks energetic. I completely agree with that stuff, guys. These guys, Whipple was getting on Casey, and we heard in Casey's press conference that he likes that. He likes being coached. Mickey Joseph was getting on Corcoran after the penalty. Bill Bush gets on his guys. Uh, it's really good to see. I love Bill Bush's defense, man. I thought he simplified things. He gave our corners more one-on-one matchups um, to try to make some plays. He trusted them a little bit more. Uh, he played Tommy Hill less. That was nice to see. Yeah, Tommy Hill is not a starter anymore. Yeah, well, he was. He so. was. He was benched finally. He was getting burned. He's getting Absolutely cooked. Burned. He was killing us. Yeah. One last thing too, Devin, I know you mentioned Mark Whipple's press conference today. Another thing that he said that I thought was interesting, he was asked about sort of the West and what Nebraska can do. And Mark Whipple said, he was like, I don't know if these guys think they can win every game. And he told them that they can. 
He's like, he, mm-hmm. he said, we, he's like, I think we can win the West. Um, it's tied. We're tied for, <clears throat> for first, you know, act like it and play like it. And I really like that because in these past seasons, I think these guys are so just caught up and like, I don't know if we can do this. And Mark Whipple won the ACC last year at Pitt and he's probably going, like, we can do this. You guys just got to have the mentality. Like we can go out there and win every game. The West isn't that great. So I, I really like that. Today. I think that's his sentiment. Just go out there and act like you're, you belong. Play yeah, I know. A, a, uh, a point that he made during that press conference today as well, just kind of speaking to that was that he said, it's really disheartening that when I came here, the expectation was to just make a bowl game. I think these guys can win the big 10. I think we can win the big 10 West. They need to act like it. They need to show it. And they need to play like it. And, I, I absolutely love that. I think yeah. he I think he is super passionate about the players. He cares about them. He wants them to do to perform well and win. And I I really hope that whoever decide, whoever Nebraska hires to be the next head coach that Mark Whipple sticks around. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, even more so Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush really like them. I think they have the same attitude that uh, you know, this team can do whatever they set out to do. So exactly just gotta keep that. at it. Uh, let's get into some more games this weekend, though. Uh, it was a phenomenal slate, and there was a ton of good games. We'll start off with uh, Michigan, Iowa. So the Wolverines win twenty-seven to fourteen. Um, this game was kind of that Big Ten game. There's nothing crazy about it. Um, Connor, what did you think? That's uh, kind of how I expected it to go. Honestly, just no offense from Iowa. Still, no signs of offense with Brian Ferentz there. Um, the defense still did good, but you're going to have to expect for the defense to give up some points against one of the best teams in the country. Um, and with them being out on the field so much, because the offense sucks, it's hard on a team. So, and one of their touchdowns was a garbage time touchdown. So, I mean, 20 points, realistically, should still be in that game if you have a decent offense. And, I mean, Petrus had some okay stats. Threw for, like, 250 yards is, like, the best he's done in a while, but most of that was just garbage time when they were down by 20 or 14 points, and he has no pressure on him. So, I don't know. I don't really count that. And, yeah, the offense it doesn't have just one problem, I don't think. Um, as I wrote in my notes, like, a lot of people are just blaming Petrus. A lot of people are – blaming Brian Ferentz, but it's it's like everything. It's the O-line, Petrus, Ferentz, a lot to blame. So, I don't know. I hope hope they can figure something out, but I don't think so. I was kind of like – I feel like I was kind of stuck, honestly, with Brian Ferentz being the, the son of Kirk. They're kind of stuck with Kirk not wanting to fire Brian, and nobody wants to do anything about it because Kirk – Everyone wants to keep Kirk still, so kind of stuck. The athletic director is not going to fire Brian, so Brian to assistant coach, I think maybe that's what's going to happen next. I'm not Brian. surprised Iowa lost. Not surprised Iowa lost at all because Michigan's a good football team. And yeah, no, I'm not surprised. I wasn't expecting Iowa to win. No. I picked them. I picked them last week. You know, just being Probably a quick. Yeah, you yeah. have to. You have you to. Do it. You guys I mean, are in that. Wasn't we were in that same position. Unrealistic we for them to win due to the Kinnick magic, but no, wasn't no. a night game. So what what I am surprised about is uh Iowa scoring two touchdowns. That is what I'm surprised at. One was with 30 seconds left in the game. Two yeah. touchdowns. 
doesn't matter. Two of score. Michigan's last touchdown and Iowa's last touchdown were both garbage time. So, I mean, yeah. basically like 20 to 7. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I thought they were, I was surprised to see uh, two touchdowns by Iowa there. Yeah. In that game, um, Michigan went down and scored in their first drive. And right after that, you just felt like there was a mountain to climb for Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was surprising Iowa only had uh, 35 rush yards on the day. That's not – as we'll find out with uh, the rest of the slate of games this weekend, there were some other teams with some bad rush yard totals, but that is not a formula for success, especially in the Big Ten. There were also some drives that Iowa did have going pretty good. Peach was throwing it good. And then they were just ended by some just terrible play calls, especially one where it was like fourth and two, and then a one-yard little drag route. And it was just a terrible call. And that was one that really killed the momentum. But, yeah, we all know Brian Ferentz sucks. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. We can move on from that one. Next, we have UCLA beating Washington on a Friday night game, 40-32. to 32. Um, Not a ton to say about this. I mean, it was just the game wasn't quite as close as that score says. UCLA looked really good. Chip Kelly's got his team rolling, and all of a sudden UCLA is uh, ranked 18th in this week's day people. Yeah, UCLA was dominant. This was my – Washington was my lock of the week last week. Uh, Not so much a lock that I I thought, I guess, but uh, they absolutely dominated Washington. Um, And after the uh, the safety that Washington gave up, the year of the safety, boys. We love safeties. um, We love safeties here. I can't. Uh, no, I'm actually fine with Chubb Purdy giving up that touchdown. Whatever. That's I it. wanted that to be a safety so bad. I did too, but then they get the ball back, and then who knows at what point. But we still won, whatever. Yeah, no, no it's all good. But after that safety that uh, UCLA got, um, it was all UCLA from then on out. And, yeah, Max, you're right about that score. It doesn't really show, um, you know, how good UCLA really was. Yeah. They still have nobody showing up to their games, though. That's true. It's California sports, man. They do have a uh, big home game this week, though, which I'm expecting a good crowd. Not going to be sold out, though. No, probably not. Uh, Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl's big, though. What a shame, though. What a shame to have such a nice stadium not be filled. Well, the Rose Bowl isn't even on UCLA's campus. It's like 40 minutes away. An hour away, yeah. Yeah, like 45 minutes away. Which is kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. That seems like Miami, like they play Hard Rock Stadium. That's pretty far from their campus, actually. Pretty tough. Uh, anyway, we can move on to uh, some SEC action. Ole Miss beats Kentucky 22-19. to 19. Um, They get the upset ranking-wise, but, of course, they were favored in this game. Um, this was a really close, good game. Um, not super surprising, though, close. I think Kentucky's still a really good team. Um, they can still do a lot of damage in the in the uh, SEC, but Ole Miss looks really good now too. I'm excited for some of their bigger games against Alabama and some other teams. I was uh, disappointed uh, with Kentucky in this game because they literally had two cha- two chances in the fourth quarter, and they literally fumbled the opportunity both times. That's uh, true. That was crazy. They were both by the quarterback, I believe. Um, I was really going for Kentucky here because I I like them right now. Um, I was just really upset to see that happen. But it is what it is. Isaiah's sixth yeah, that... team. <laughs> no, no. That that is pretty disappointing because wasn't one of those like 
in the red zone, if not like pretty close to the goal line. I'm pretty sure they were on like the 10 yard line when that one happened. Yeah, they they were knocking on the door and the quarterback just he tried to get a few extra yards and couldn't hold on to it. And that's tough. Almost as bad as Missouri last week when they had the chance to walk off with the win and they threw decided to throw the ball into the end zone. Next, how about this result, guys? TCU absolutely obliterates Oklahoma 55 to 24. I know when we were watching this game, uh, we couldn't quite believe it. And Oklahoma is kinda... bad or is Oklahoma bad? <laughs> Oklahoma is not doing too good right now. They're on a two game losing streak and it's not look that defense is not looking good. Um, one thing about this too, TCU's offensive coordinator is Garrett Riley. He is the brother of Lincoln Riley. Did not know that. So maybe Lincoln gave Garrett a little uh, inside information on Oklahoma and their players in a scouting report um, or more like just some family payback, but that's got to feel good for the Riley family. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm taking back my comment that I said earlier after Nebraska played Oklahoma, we did make Oklahoma look like a much better team than they actually are. Yeah. They got, I know in the first half in the second quarter, I saw the scores like 42 to 17. Uh, TCU was up. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, what is going on? Oklahoma throttled us, and then they lose to Kansas State, and now they're getting throttled by the Horned Frogs. I just – I was very surprised, to say the least. Dude, I don't know how Nebraska managed to score only seven points against Oklahoma, or was it 14, one garbage time? But Yeah. I watched the – I didn't watch this game live. I watched the highlights, and – Every score, it was a classic Big 12 game. Every score was like 70 yards untouched all the way to the end zone. There were plays where TCU had wide receivers with 20 yards in between them and any Oklahoma player. I don't know how Nebraska got beat so bad by them. It's ridiculous. I'll come to Nebraska's defense slightly on that and saying we're bad. But They're really bad, yeah. But it was our first game – after we had we had six days to prepare with a brand new coach, we just fired a coach and we still had Eric Shenander. Um, so we're we're trying to revamp things. I will say, I think that was just kind of a recipe for disaster for the Huskers, if you will. TCU was scoring untouched, though it was. Oh yeah, they made Oklahoma look really bad. TCU had six hundred and sixty-eight yards of offense, three hundred and seven passing, three sixty-one rushing. They had just under nine yards of carry. That is ridiculous. By the way, Lewis Central graduate in Council Bluffs, Max Duggan, quarterback for TCU. He had a 96.1 QBR. He was 23 of 33, 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. This was as dominant of a performance as you can get from an offense versus a defense, yeah, which is know, crazy really to see. Love, yeah, definitely. I love to see TCU pull out that that big win, especially with, you know, we talked a lot about how how atrocious the refs were in the Nebraska game. But some of the calls that the refs made against TCU during that game were unbelievable. Yeah. The no, the no call on an obvious pass interference down, down the sideline where the, the safety just straight up like teed off on the guy, hit him before the ball even got to his hands. And then a couple of drives later, a TCU player catches a punt and returns it, but they called it dead because he said he called a fair catch. And on the replay, the, the res- the returner never raised his arm. And so that just kind of was like icing on the cake that they were able to still go out there and, and get it done and get it done and 
by a big margin because I felt like for a time they were Oklahoma was getting handed a lot of a lot of calls. Yeah, I did. We were watching that live and couldn't quite believe some of those calls. But uh, Big Twelve refs, just about as bad as Big Ten refs. Sometimes I tell you what. Uh, but let's move on to some Big Ten action then. Purdue beats Minnesota twenty to ten. Uh, for me, this was, and I know probably for all of us, this was a very surprising result. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if the game maybe was close, but uh, Minnesota just really fumbled the ball in this one, not literally, but figuratively on this entire game. Tanner Morgan, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. He had a 17 QBR, and the Gophers had 47 rush yards, kind of the theme of the day. If you don't have many rush yards, you're not going to win, and that was the case here. Tough for Fleck. Yeah, it's not what I expected at all either. My Another lock of the week failed for me here on this game with me picking the over at 53 points. Wasn't expecting Minnesota to go out and score only 10, but I was expecting Purdue to score around 20. But, yeah, just a shocker in that game. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the, the one time we all go against Purdue in the picks, and then they just – we can't figure out Purdue this year, guys. That's I don't know what's going on. I was very surprised to see the Gophers just play as atrocious as they really did. I called it, man. I called it. But we do know one thing about Purdue, and uh, they're—I mean—they're always a dark horse. The last couple of years, they love knocking down teams that are ranked. Love it. Um, yep. Which I'm honestly—we run a professional sports media company. We're biased or unbiased. I love seeing that. So. Oh yeah. Dude, I yeah, and I proved that any Big Ten West matchup this year, just flip a coin, like anyone could win it. We, who who knows? Yeah, right. gonna, uh, I, go ahead, Devin. I, I was just gonna say I'm right there with you, Connor, where you know I I had this as my as my lock of the week. I was really thinking that Minnesota was gonna get it done and uh Purdue just has that one game where they they show out and they stop they just upset some ranked team and it blows everybody's mind, but they've been doing it the last couple of years. I just didn't expect it to come against Minnesota. I was waiting for them to play maybe a bigger school <clears throat> such as Michigan or Ohio state. I don't know what their schedule looks like the rest of the year, but I think they have one of those two teams and to do it then. Um, but maybe that's good for the, for the Ohio state Michigan fans if they got it out of the way already. And I think the theme here is uh do not bet against or with Purdue. Like you just don't know what what they're gonna do. You don't bet on the Big Ten West. We have missed Purdue all year. Yeah, <laughs> all year. So uh, yeah, that's the uh, our theme here is made Purdue. Made Purdue. <laughs> as in, don't even touch a bet with their name. Stay as far away from Purdue as you can. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Yeah, or don't bet on that team. Nope. <laughs> or bet the opposite of what we've been betting. Yeah, whatever we choose. Do we have Purdue in the picks this week? I don't think we do. Jade Power Six. Yes, we do. We we do. Purdue, I believe Maryland. so. I feel oh. like. I feel Why like did I put point, that in there? I feel like at this point <laughs> I, they need to stay in the picks every week. We're just we're gonna pick every that one's a tough, game. That one's a tough and one. Every we just can't all pick the same pick. I feel yeah. like this one though. We will have some different picks, so that's yeah. good. That's well, good. We will. Oh, man. Uh, next crazy result in the Big Ten. No one saw this coming except for 
your yours truly in the power six, Isaiah Rose. Great call there, Isaiah. Phenomenal yeah. pick here. Yes. Um, Illinois beats Wisconsin 34 to 10. Like I said, they didn't just win. They absolutely routed Wisconsin here. Um, this is the craziest stat that I might see all year. Wisconsin had two rush yards. Wisconsin had two rush yards. In the entire game, they averaged 0.1 yards per carry. I think Braylon Allen ended up with eight yards. The rest of the guys had negative. That is actually insane. I didn't think for a team with a running back to the caliber of Braylon Braylon Allen is just, wow. That's that's incredible. Uh, I was saying um, the whole time, Wisconsin is a fraud team. We talked about it in the preseason or like week zero that Graham Mertz is not a good quarterback and he's really proving it this year um, with, especially with this loss, Wisconsin is at the bottom of the big 10 West and who knows how long they've been uh, at the bottom. Granted, they've only played two conference games, but you never see Wisconsin at the bottom of the West. Um, It's crazy to see. I I still think Wisconsin is a fraud team and uh, you know, the coach kind of had what was coming for him after that terrible loss. That's yeah, a hot I'd love take to right see there. a little. That uh, is a very hot take. A little uh, Bielma comes in and beats Wisconsin, and I don't know. I mean, I don't not living in Wisconsin, but I'm pretty certain that they hate Bielma. They I, do. I, I, they hate him, and that to have him just come in and beat down on Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. That's got to be bad. That like that aspect alone makes me like not as surprised about the firing, but you know, still surprised about the firing. Uh, we were we were all at Lincoln, so we didn't get to really watch this game. So I I made sure to watch the highlights because I was like, this was insane, and Illinois just destroyed Wisconsin. Yeah, it wasn't even close. <clears throat> and now Wisconsin is just in shambles, like. Paul Chris being fired. I don't know if we mentioned that yet. I know Isaiah Isaiah did, but I gosh, I don't know. That's crazy. I'm, I'm going to talk about it later a little bit, but I think that was crazy and I, honestly stupid on Wisconsin. And you know, I couldn't agree with you more. It's it, it's very similar to a a Bo Pelini situation where he was coaching great teams, winning football games. Uh, I think I saw somewhere that he had multiple 10 win seasons, you know, he's won the big 10 West a number of times. Um, But to touch on Headley's part about a revenge game, here's a crazy stat for you guys. Uh, Paul Chris has coached 93 games from 2015 to 2022. And he has, he has 67 wins. The person in front of him in terms of second all time in Wisconsin is Brett Bielma in 92 games. So the fact that he went to Wisconsin, beat him so bad that they had to fire him, is just kind of I – be, I bet Brett was feeling real good after that game. Yeah, I'm sure I Brett was – that uh, Brett Bielema, they he ended up leaving on his own accord after the, the regular season in, I think it was 2012, to go to uh, Arkansas. And Wisconsin still had to play in the Rose Bowl game, and they had Barry Alvarez, their all head coaches, interim. But he kind of did him dirty leaving – before that one um he yeah. left before the rose bowl yes i didn't even know that i forgot i guess yeah wisconsin ended up playing tcu in the rose bowl that year and they had barry alvarez who's like their legendary head coach from the 90s step in his interim for the one game for that game because brett Bielema <laughs> took uh the bigger money offer from arkansas so well i think 
I touched on it last week how I said that Paul Chris was already in the hot seat. And I think this kind of yeah. just we talked about this. This was the uh, tip of the iceberg here for him. How about this, guys? Paul Christ at Wisconsin record was 67 and 26. Bo Pelini in Nebraska's record was 66 and 27. Yeah, I was going to say that earlier. I saw that. Paul Christ was also 43 and 18 in the Big Ten. He had three West titles. He was six and one in bowl games. He was 16 and four versus the three rivals, Nebraska, Minnesota, and Iowa. Um, this is just feels eerily similar to Bo Pelini's firing. And I think it's similar because like exactly the same because Paul Chris, I think Wisconsin last year and especially to begin this year was on a little bit of a downward trend, but at the same time, can you not see things through? I mean, that, that happens in college football every now and then, you know, you're not always going to have 10 win season. You're not always going to win the West. So I think it's a, just extremely similar situation to Wisconsin. I also think they didn't want to lose their defensive coordinator, Jim Leonard. I've heard rumors that this is now his job to lose. They really want to keep him as head coach. So I don't know. Going to be so interesting to see where this goes. He also had a $20 million buyout, but they negotiated it down to uh, 11 million. So Wisconsin's doing a little better on the money front than Nebraska. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get into the big 10 West. Um, we'll talk about more of the standings in Nebraska, Wisconsin, all that stuff. Um, but we can move on real quick. Alabama, Arkansas, 49 to 26, the tide win. Um, this game got close for a little while. It was 28 to 23 at one point. Um, but Alabama ended up rolling away. Bryce Young got injured. I think he's, I think he's day-to-day. -day, I don't think it's anything crazy, but Alabama's backup looked amazing. Not surprising. Poor, uh, poor pigs here, man. I was surprised to see uh, this loss. Uh, by that much, because I think the spread was 17. Um, I thought that was rightfully so for uh, Arkansas, but, yeah, they kind of got throttled up there, so. Hey, yo, shout out know. Andrew Lindemeyer, Hogs. As Hogs. I'm, I'm calling it pigs. Shout okay. out, shout out Andrew Lindemeyer. Don't care. <laughs> Next, we got Oklahoma State and Baylor. This one, uh, the Cowboys win 36 to 25. Great call there by Isaiah and Headley. And, Jacob, I know that you have had uh, – you've been high on Oklahoma State this whole year. I haven't been as big on them, but this game kind of no changes my mind. Yeah, they're uh, they're looking good. I, I still think their defense has they some questions, like but the last, overall. like, five years, no one talks about Oklahoma State, you know. Yeah. No, it's true. Go Pokes. Oklahoma State in their last 20 games is 18-2. and two. That includes 7-1 and one against right – teams um they might be i know they're they're ranked top 10 almost top five of the they're disrespected man they are they are it's crazy not by i mean the rankings you know who cares about the rankings but yeah like, just in college football in general nobody talks about oklahoma state nobody yep. talks about them everyone talks about oklahoma and texas from the big 12 and those guys they aren't even ranked bad yeah mike gundy just keeps proving himself as the Cowboys head coach. So he's got a steady program there. They play a physical brand of football. I found this out the other day. Rob Glass is the strength and conditioning coach at Oklahoma State. He's the highest paid strength and conditioning coach in all of football. He's getting paid over a million dollars a year as a wow. strength and conditioning coach. Our strength and conditioning coach right now gets paid like 300K a year. Uh, and he's not – what the fuck is he doing? But anyway, 
<laughs> that's impressive stuff for a bit. We've had really bad like conditioning over the last couple of years. But I think Mike Gundy, just his entire time there, like that's what he is has made his brand on. His Oklahoma State is physical. You never see them. They don't get blown out. I don't know. They just play competitive football, you know, so. They get a really cool mascot, too. Yeah, they do. Any mascot with guns is, is cool. Next, Wake Forest, Oklahoma, or Wake Forest, Florida State. Sorry, Oklahoma's still on the mine right now. Uh, the Demon Deacons beat the Seminoles 31-21. Mm. Florida State was favored by seven in this game, so a 10-point win by Wake Forest beats the spread by a large margin. Uh, but I think Wake Forest is a really good team. They've almost beat Clemson. Now they come and beat a good Florida State team. I've I've been really impressed with Wake Forest so far this year. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. Because um, I don't know. I kind of thought last year was kind of a fluke year for them. But I was kind of doubting them this year. But I got I to gotta give some respect to them because I was doubting them. Um, you know, they're, they're proven to me now that they're a pretty legit team. I'm going to give more respect to them now uh, when they're in the picks. But, yeah, I don't know. They're they're looking really good. They could be uh, heading to the I don't know I don't know how the ACC works if they have an East or West or whatnot. But they they could win their side of the conference and go up against Clemson because I think uh, Clemson's the only other team that's good in the conference. Honestly, NC State. No, NC State proved me wrong. So <laughs> I I say I do agree. With you. I think Clemson's basically a ticket signed to the playoff. Yeah. Do you, do, yeah. Where where do where do you rank Florida State's defense at after this weekend's performance? Uh, we don't want to talk about that one. We can replay that where you know you said they have a better defense than Clemson, and here you are saying Clemson's got an automatic ticket to the ACC championship. Hadley said they had automatic. No, I said uh, they got just a ticket said, to the playoff. Oh, I, said well, they just I, said I don't, I don't agree with the playoffs, but yeah. Um, I Wait, still Hadley. think Clemson is going to go to the ACC championship after they beat NC State. I said winner of that game goes to the ACC uh, championship, and then, you know, Clemson proved it. Headley, are you saying you see Clemson in the uh, in the playoff this year? In the playoff. And, Brad, if Clemson's not in the playoff this year, I will eat your shorts. Deal. It's kind of it's kind of theirs to lose. I oh, mean, it's absolutely <laughs> theirs to lose. I think they're Clemson, what? They're, yeah. they're four now? Four or five? What, Clemson? Their yeah. Clemson is fifth. You could make the no easy the argument ACC they could be four. Clemson this year. No, yeah. they've already they've so, already played their two toughest games against yeah. Wake Forest and NC State, and they won both of them. So, right. So really, it, it's and it comes the last few years. It's always kind of came down to Ohio State, Michigan. Whoever loses that game, and then you know the SEC toss up because there's always two SEC teams that are kind of fighting for one of those spots. Uh, so really, yeah, as long as Clemson kind of stays consistent and win, wins football games, they they should have no problem making the playoffs. I mean, they could, they might be close if they go undefeated. They could be close. Uh, if they go undefeated, I think they're in they're for sure. They're in. Yeah. yeah, they're in for sure. You, you go undefeated in a Power Five conference and win win the championship game. I, that's tough to keep. Gosh, but keep ACC's that not that strong. No, it's not. But they've already got. I mean, they, they got, got the win over the two toughest opponents: Wake Forest and <laughs> NC State. Um, they got Louisville. Because I mean, <laughs> NC State and Wake Forest are both top fifteen right now. They got the wins against those. So their toughest opponents left now are Florida State. And Syracuse, Syracuse has now crept into the Syracuse rankings. Syracuse is so. undefeated. I did forget forget about the Orange, but and have you guys seen the second half of Syracuse's schedule? Is it a joke? Dude, no, they're gonna get beat down, man. Oh. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah. I think Clemson, Clemson always is due for a, a bad loss. 
Yeah, I don't. I I don't like Dabo. I'm not a huge Clemson guy, so I'm still I'd, I'll never count them in just because I don't. Yeah. That's a little bit biased, but I'm gonna do it's, it. It's theirs to lose. It's theirs, it's theirs to, lose. to lose. Absolutely. And I mean, if they if they win the ACC Atlantic, they play the winner of the ACC Coastal, which is often compared to the Big Ten West, is especially this year the worst division in college football. Um, excluding Pac-12, they always they're kind of a joke anymore. But anyway. I mean, should we just jump ahead to the Clemson? NC State game real quick, and then we can go back. We can, yeah, let's do that. Uh, Clemson does beat NC State thirty to twenty. It's a good win over a, a top ten team. Um, theme of the day: NC State with thirty four rush yards. You're not going to win a game when you have thirty four rush no. yards. That was kind of the theme throughout the this weekend, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I just think for Clemson to kind of come back and win that game last week against Wake Forest, it kind of helped push that push their momentum into this week. Uh, it was game day, great, great atmosphere down in Clemson, South Carolina. And uh, I, I just think they're – Oogie Alele is looking pretty scary right now, quarterback. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, uh, Max, how do you say that dude's name? DJ Oogie Alele. Oogie Alele. Oogie Alele. Oogie Alele, as Connor said last yeah, week. Yeah, DJ Oogie That's all, that's all <laughs> you need to know. I was, I was really hoping that NC State would win this game. It was close for a little bit, but – I mean, 10 points isn't bad. No. What was the spread? Like 10? Uh, 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 comes to the favorite by seven. Yeah. yeah. Round there. Oh. Vegas knows, man. NC State did get the win over them last year. So I think we're going to start to see a little bit of a rivalry start to form where it could be kind of going back and forth each year. I hope so. I, I'd like to That'd see that. Some... Somebody contend with Clemson and the yeah, ACC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. Moving on from the ACC discussion, though, uh, we could talk about the Jayhawks again. They beat Iowa State 14-11. The Cyclones had a game-tying field goal attempt um, toward the end of the game that they missed. So Kansas gets the win. Um, Surprisingly enough, though, Iowa State had 20 first downs to Kansas's 10. So they really played a pretty good game. But what's our theme of the day, guys? Rush yards. Iowa State had 26 rush yards. Oh my You're gosh. not going to win a game when you have this few rush yards. How wow. many rush yards does Kansas have? I don't know. Let me check that real quick. But... 50. While he's checking that, I'll, I'll say Kansas, it was an impressive <clears throat> gutsy performance by Kansas. I mean, 14 11, that's, that's, that's tough, man. But I'm rooting for them. Like Iowa game. It's, yeah, true. I'm rooting for them for one more win. Um, I am a little nervous. Their magic is running short. Yeah, I, am, I, just, I just have that that thought in the back of my head. They could be a good team. Greg Kip, who came on our show last last week, he thinks they're a fantastic team. He thinks he's, there's going to be ten wins. Um, I'm a little yeah. nervous. Their magic is running short. I I, I think I'm happy that I got to see Kansas make this run. I'm happy that I I got to see Kansas. Uh, have fun at their homecoming game last week and have a little fun at their college game day before they lose seven in a row to end the year. They aren't going to win again. This I am so happy game day is going to Lawrence. That's the, that's that is awesome. And I, I'm going to disagree. I think, I think uh, Kansas really showed that they have the grit. Their defense is able to step up only allowing 11 points. To Iowa state only allowing the 26 rush yards. Because their offense was averaging, I think Greg said last week, like 46 points a game, one of the top offenses in the country. 
And in a game where their offense is not performing well, their defense was able to step up and win that football game. And I think they deserve to be ranked. I'm excited that game day is going to Lawrence this weekend, uh, especially when they're going to be playing TCU. Also just came off a big win. Uh, the atmosphere is going to be unreal. I, I think they could still pull it off. They're playing, they're playing well right now. Cinderella story, just winning again this weekend. This game for the rest of the season is Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Hey, I I think they're gonna win. <laughs> win what? This weekend. Oh, no. you said they're gonna lose their seven next seven games. I think they're gonna lose seven games in a row. Yeah. Have they been waiting for this all year? Just I'm for, uh, just for their match. It starts going poorly. I don't know. Have they? That would be funny though. It would be funny. It would. It's be like tough. they're so. I was close. Feel, I feel really made... bad for Greg, but. It would be oh, yeah. They're so close to one more win to make it to a bowl game, and they're just not going to do it. It's just that classic, like, it's just not going to happen. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little the nervous. Classic Kansas. Classic Kansas. They even got, though it's uh, not really. They, they a, just were bad. <laughs> they got a big test this weekend, that's for sure, and we'll get into that one too. Um, next up, oh, Mississippi State loses to A&M 42-24. I think we said this last week. But AM is fraudulent officially. AM is fraud team. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Tough they look for Jimbo. I don't want to talk about AM. They're so fraudulent. Yeah. Yep, next game. Yeah, we might get into their Jimbo saving matchup later. Um, next, Georgia beat, or uh, yeah, Georgia beats Missouri 26 22. This was my lock of the week. I thought Georgia was going to bounce back after the Kent State game, play a clean game, get a big win over uh, a Missouri team that I didn't think was that good. But man, that was not the story for this game. The Tigers came out, they were leading this entire game up until late in the fourth quarter when Georgia took the lead. Um, and Georgia's look, been looking a little sloppy. They had another two turnovers in this game that led to Missouri points. Uh, they keep shooting themselves in the foot. And I think sort of sidetracking them in Alabama have, have looked certainly beatable so far this year, but Georgia, uh, Georgia looks like they could lose any game at this point. I mean, I, I don't know, two almost upsets kind of in a row. Yeah, it's, good I to see, it's good to see uh, Georgia and Alabama looking beatable. That's exactly what I want. It is. Yeah. I got my notes here. Uh, Georgia might be in some trouble here if they keep playing sloppy like this, you know? Yeah. They still have some tough games in the SEC. Um, if they play like this, they might even ruin their chance of, you know, making the SEC championship in the playoffs this year. So they gotta, they kind of gotta get back in practice and you know, hitting the uh, what is that called? I know working on the fundamentals, of, you know, and making sure you're not losing concentration, just focused. So kind of the same stuff that Nebraska needs to start doing. So. Yeah, it's a tough look for Jimbo. He's one of those guys that got a absolutely gigantic contract a few years ago. He got like 10 years, $75 million guaranteed. And uh, all of a sudden, AM has looked mid. So, mid. Mid. Uh, and speaking of coaches with gigantic contracts who are underperforming, let's get on to Mel Tucker and his Michigan State Spartans. They lose again to Maryland 27 to 13. Little contract reminder, 10 years, $95 million, and it's all guaranteed for Mel Tucker. And uh, now they're in store for potentially another losing season. They have a losing record right now. Tough look. Bad. Just everything. Bad. Michigan State, bad. Mel Tucker, bad. The team, bad. The contract, bad. It's just – it's 
I don't know. Max, what, what is it? What is it? What is it? Bad. <laughs> God, I got that one right. <laughs> Brad without the R. So, yeah, I Michigan State screwed. Uh, just yeah. like what Brad said. Everything in that situation is just bad. Um, yeah. Tough look for Michigan State. Yeah, they have, as we know, a very bad pass defense, 115th ranked in the country. They give up 314 pass yards to Maryland on par for their defense and still really bad. Is that everyone has for those previews? Because if so, we can get into a quick little Big Ten West talk here. What are we thinking now that Minnesota is going to last week? That was a lot of our favorites. Some people saw at Iowa, maybe even throw Wisconsin in there. Now Wisconsin looks bad and in a dire situation. Minnesota loses. They look bad. Iowa, they're, they don't really have an offense. Um, this division is crazy, and I absolutely love it. This, is, this could be me drinking the Kool-Aid, too. It's anyone's division. It is. Anybody. We could win this again, boys. Yes. yes. Bring it back. Let's go. I, I think A little optimistic care. there. A little optimistic you, there. Anybody's division. Careful. This I is a bad division. It's anybody's division. division. It's a six-way tie for first place. I wouldn't favor Nebraska, but to yeah. say that they don't have a chance would be absurd. They yeah. easily have a chance in this division. Easily. Even, even Wisconsin 0-2 has a chance. That's, yeah. the, that's the crazy thing. Absolutely. It is anyone's division. I'm not, I am also saying that was a very homer of me. Um, we're having fun. We're having, we're having a little fun. Yeah, you know, it's a podcast. Professional we, sports like company, fun. Brad. Hey, can you please be professional, Brad? Sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, we give 650 yards to Georgia <laughs> Southern, Bradley. Different Headley. defensive Headley. coordinator. Headley. Same players. The same – our second <laughs> – No, Tommy Hill played a lot less we, against Indiana. Different players, too. <laughs> we, one guy. And and like one Matt guy said, makes a big difference. Like <laughs> Matt doesn't. said – I'm not favoring us to win by any means. I still think Minnesota is probably going to turn around and still dominate. Um, but you never know. We also, Indiana is Indiana is a better team than Georgia Southern. Indiana is a better team than Georgia Southern. And we saw Nebraska come back this week and beat an OK team. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. I felt like we dominated that game. I felt I like so. I felt like we that was our game just through and through. But yeah, anyone's division. I completely agree, Ben. I think it is anyone's. It's an insane person. He gets on and says Nebraska is going to win the West two weeks in a row. He said this. Headley, I am going to drive over to your house and cuddle you so hard. You better stop it. You better stop it right now. You're insane. I'm you better stop you, it right insane. now. But Headley, how many times we got hype after winning one game and then we just lose by twenty? Dude, the next everybody game. is drinking Brad, the Kool Aid. Headley, isn't I, you can't actually think you cannot actually think that is insane <laughs> to just still think Nebraska has a chance in the Big Ten West, and not because of the fact that Nebraska just won a game, but just more because of the fact that the Big Ten West looks so bad this year. It is the worst division in college football, Power Five college football right now. It is so bad. If some way somehow, honestly, okay, let's be honest. Michigan or Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten. Absolutely. I mean, that division is just so good. Like, there's no – West is going to – it's going to be another one of those classic Big Ten uh, championship games where the the East just blows us up. So – Is this the last year of the – we see a terrible Big Ten West team somehow beat a Big Ten East team. That's – Headley, that's a good good question. I – It'll end in two years when UCLA and USC come to the conference. 
We got this year and next year. We need to take advantage of the West being so bad right yes. now because if we don't, we won't see the Big Ten championship for a while. Yeah, having to compete with Ohio everybody State, else. Penn State. Oh, gosh. It's going to be tough. <laughs> we don't really know tough. what they're going to do, but yeah, it'll be different. Legends and heroes. Bring it back. <laughs> I, I think the Kool-Aid's being drank a little bit too much. Too fast. Yeah, I think Brad is just drunk. Guys, no, no, guys, no. You, you guys are completely – I'm, I'm so saying. with Brad on this. Brad is not saying Nebraska is hey, going to win the West. <laughs> no, we're not saying Nebraska is going to win the West. Max, we're saying that the I've West is you, so – It's I've winnable. I've seen so many times you build yourself up for this Husker <laughs> victory – and then just get torn down the next week. Like, do you not realize you're doing it again? You're insane. I'm not doing it because I do not expect us to actually go in the West. No, I'm just saying. you are getting excited for Husker football. I'm getting I see excited you're because excited. we play. Headley, I'm getting excited because we play a game this Friday where if we win, we are in solo first place in the Big Ten West for, for the first time since 2016. Let me, let me recap what I'm saying. Even if it's one day. Let me it might recap be more than I'm one saying. day if Northwestern loses the next day, which they probably will. You guys are being insane right now. It is a crap division. Five years in a row, you hype yourself, you're hyping your team up to be something that's. I'm not hyping up our team. We are bad. But you know what is also bad? I think we should move on. No, no. I'm going to recap what I said. I don't think Nebraska is going to win. I'm not saying they don't have a chance. I'm saying they have a chance. Let's have a little fun here. Everyone has a chance to. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You. Thank on. you. You Just got it. Point. God, everybody's got a chance when, when a you're chance. two games you got it. into you got it. Even play. Iowa has a chance, and they're bad. Better chance than Nebraska. Dude, that's not yes, true. Hey, dude, there's a chance that the Jets win the Super Bowl this year. Yes. No, not as not as good of a chance. Oh. That we're even remotely competing. But they have a chance. Let's honestly, I can find odds for the big. That's 10 the West. point. That is the point here. Is every anybody's division here in the West? It's Headley had a chance division. to get a girlfriend, he and he did. Our, what our point is, Brad? <laughs> we're two games into conference play. Of course, everybody's got a chance. You're thinking too literally. Of course, two games in, everyone still has a yeah, chance. Standings has. wise, I'm saying everyone has a chance. Literally, with what you've seen on the field. Like the division yeah. has not looked have good. A chance? Huh? Does Northwestern have a chance? Everybody in the yeah, West. I mean, Northwestern is technically like it's just solo you guys. Leaders. You guys <laughs> they're not think sold Nebraska on that. had any chance until they beat a okay Indiana team. A mid Indiana team. Yeah, no one's now, denying that. We really have a chance, but last week they didn't. Does Iowa play Indiana? Yeah, I don't I, know. I hope Iowa beats the crap out of Indiana or. Other way around. I hope Indiana beats. Yeah, Iowa beats them. I don't think Iowa plays Indiana this year. They don't. They don't. If I still had to predict Nebraska's season record, I think we get one more win, maybe two if we're lucky. Like actually, but I'm just saying that the division. I agree with you on that. The division is so bad that if Nebraska can somehow string together three more wins, like they actually have a shot at that point. Yeah, they have a chance, but even the, with three, the way you guys are saying wins. chance with too much excitement. <laughs> it's because we you haven't had it in a so while, excited. Yeah. You guys are so like, excited. Quit being so happy and excited. It's an exciting two percent. Like, dude, we could win the division, and I that was I decided that's going to be the last time I'm going to be insane. You know, I'm going Headley, to stop I, doing like this I said, to my team. 
Like I said, they I would suck. drive over there right now. I mean, right now, every team in the Big Ten West mathematically has the exact same chance, except for Wisconsin. Yeah, not every team in the Big Ten West gave 650 yards to Georgia Southern. We have a different defensive coordinator. We gave up barely any yards to Indiana So in the second half. They, they suck. Indiana <laughs> is a definitively better team than Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern just lost this week to oh, Coastal Carolina. Last week, they lost to uh, – they've lost two games in a row now. Georgia Southern has. Okay, we should move on. We're rambling. <laughs> no, we're not. This was a great we're just debate. Arguing. All this right. is a good podcast discussion. Awesome. That was a great debate. This is what the audience great wants. Debate. All right. Well, anyway. Tank of the week. We will move on to our tank of the week. Um, just one quick, just real quick, though. If Nebraska beats Rutgers, Rutgers are in solo first place, the big time was. Um, moving right. on to tank Friday. of the week here. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> tank of the week. Uh, I'm going to start us off here. I have two real quick, just because I couldn't decide, but they're very obvious. Oklahoma loses to TCU 55-24. They have their worst defensive performance. Probably in my lifetime. You don't get to take both. Yeah. If no one else says the other one, I won't. I'll say it. All right, I'll I'll go next. Wisconsin. That was not my other one. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, Wisconsin, they get crushed by Illinois, and their coach just fired. Tank. uh, Mine was also Wisconsin. No. Okay. That was a tank. That was. Brett Bielma tank mine was also wisconsin for the same reasons well i guess i agree with max i think the oklahoma was the tank of the week but i picked illinois to win so i can't really say that was a tank for wisconsin i got washington as my tank of the week okay i think for them to be ranked 15th to lose yes they uh usually was favored right by like three and a three and a half washington was favored by two and a half Okay, then yes, tank, because <laughs> UCLA covered by a large margin. Fair enough. My other tank, by the way, was Texas A&M losing 42-24 to 24 to Mississippi State. So. But I couldn't decide between OU and that one, but fair enough. Fair enough. Dude, Wisconsin is just such a tank. I mean, you have Brett it Bielma, is. big old, large, engorged, giant, big Brett Bielma comes to town. And just beats down on the Badgers, man. Yeah, I think it wasn't I really even close. Like I said, did you did you expect them to win by that much? No, <laughs> I just expected them to win by like a touchdown. They win by twenty four points. That's pretty crazy. Absolute beatdown. Good tanks. Good tanks. Let's get into a week six preview segment. Not as good of a slate as last week, but there's still some really good games on. And it's college football, so we love it. Uh, let's start off with a top 25 matchup in Baton Rouge. Number eight, Tennessee, takes on number 25, LSU, who is new to the AP top 25 rankings this week. Um, the Vols are favored by two and a half, which is a lower spread than I would have thought, especially considering that they have the number two ranked offense in the country at 48.5 points per game. Apparently, Vegas thinks Brian Kelly is starting to get things rolling at LSU. I don't know if anyone has... Anything for that game? Uh, I would just be excited to see Hendon Hooker, Tennessee quarterback. He's one of the highest front runners right now. Um, but that spread still surprised me. LSU barely beat Auburn last week, who I think yeah. is a pretty bad team. So, I yeah, and I agree. I lock. Uh, what is it? Tennessee. I'm not locking Tennessee, but I'm liking Tennessee. I, I think that's a good bet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm not allowed to lock anything anymore because I suck at betting. Uh, 
I feel like I can now start locking things because I finally hit a lock of the week. But I think uh, Tennessee looks really good in this game. Uh, bad take. <laughs> I'm with Isaiah. I think I think Tennessee is is looking really good right now, and their quarterback is playing out of his mind. Not a bad take on the pick. Just bad take on you're allowed to lock things. Isaiah is still not allowed to lock things. <laughs> okay, once you hit that first lock, it's it's unlocked. You know. Oh, yeah, I lost I about every bet I made this weekend. Yeah, well, moving on from that game, um, which is that one? That's no, the two thirty CBS game this week is kind of lame. It's Auburn, Auburn, Georgia, so it should be this one, but it's not. I thought it was uh, Alabama. Uh, Alabama and A and M is seven p.m. on CBS night CBS game this week. Are you sure about that? Hundred percent. Okay, well, I'm wrong then. CBS gets one night game slot a year, and this year they chose it to be A&M Alabama. Probably thought but, A&M was going to be better. Yeah. Otherwise, they always have the 230 SEC game, which this week is uh, Georgia Auburn. Next, we got the TCU Horn Frogs traveling to Lawrence, Kansas, to take on the Jayhawks, 17th-ranked TCU, 19th-ranked Kansas. This is the first time Kansas is ranked since 2009. Um, TCU's favorite by seven here, and both these teams so far this season are perfect against the spread. TCU's 4-0 against the spread. Kansas is 5-0. Something has to give this game. Don't know which team it'll be, but they've both looked really good so far. Both undefeated. Congrats to Kansas for being uh, number 19 this week, but I hope they enjoyed it for one week because I think TCU is going to uh, wipe the floor with the Jayhawks. I think it's over. I think it's over for Rock Chalk. I think it's over. And I also looked at the uh, schedule. Headley is not wrong. They could lose out. <laughs> They're going to lose out. I can, I'm can. i actually going to put my Let take me, of the weekend for next week, and it's going to be Kansas losing by 20 to TCU. That's let, me, let, me right let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys who they play here. Let me pull it up. Easiest game they have is Oklahoma. Honestly, that's not even that easy. When or I Texas look up Tech. Kansas, it doesn't even come with the, up with the football team. Oh, yeah, I've got they it up play, right they, they play TCU, Baylor. Yeah. Oklahoma State. Texas Tech. Texas, Kansas State. Like, all of those. It's, that so is tough. tough. It, yeah. It's tough. I, I hope Kansas enjoyed being ranked for the first week, one week. They're done for. I really hope uh, you guys are wrong. Uh, and then we can come back. Next Greg would be very disappointed if he was hopping on this week. All respect to Greg. All Kansas, respect to you Greg. Got, you guys were high on them last week, and now I, it's like, yep. No, I'm, over I'm not going to lie. They're I've done. been high on Kansas all year, kind of. First two weeks, they were uh, high school and then a JUCO. But being 5-0 and oh is legit. I mean, and being number 19 is legit, especially being in the Big 12. Good for they them. Been, they've um, been a good team, too. They, they have. They've had some really good wins, really good gutsy wins. Um, but I think it's just over. I, I'm still going to root for Kansas in, internally, but uh, I think it's over. Yeah, I also was pretty low on Kansas all year, and I've been picking against them, and they've been proving me wrong. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll do it again. Maybe they'll just keep doing it all year. I will say I think – Kansas will lose the feel of their fire if they lose this game. Um, like Dad said, 
Brad said he thinks they're running out of their magic. I think they, you know, I'm not going to fully say that, but I think if they lose this game, they do lose the fuel of the fire and they could lose out after this. So it'd be very interesting. But, you know, like Connor said, they've been proving him wrong all year. and I've been picking them, so I'm just going to keep rolling with it while it's going. I don't think they lose their fire. They're one win away from a bowl game. They're getting close. They're, if they were to lose out because they lost this fire, uh, that's pretty ridiculous. I think they can get at least one. Um, I'm thinking they have a shot this week. I think Texas Tech is a winnable game. Uh, I think Kansas State's a winnable game. Um, if, I think Texas could be a winnable game, considering how bad they beat them last year. So anything, it's college football. Anything could happen. That's the that's the best part about it. I mean, that's yeah, what makes our jobs games. difficult. That's where anything can happen. They can start five and zero and then end five and seven. They're anything can happen. Nebraska right can now. win the Big Ten West. Five and zero against the spread right now. You can only uh, beat Vegas so many times. That is true. Well, of course they, they could beat Vegas this weekend. Still lose the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could they could beat the spread. They could beat the spread this weekend. They could. The they could. This is the uh, first matchup between undefeated teams in Lawrence, Kansas in 62 years oh. in football. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. By the way, both these quarterbacks are playing out of their minds this year. Max Duggan at TCU, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Jalen Daniels at Kansas, 11 touchdowns, one interception. Highly efficient quarterbacks. Going to be a fun one to see that matchup. This could be a high-scoring game um, with how these offenses perform. Next, let's get into a little Red River rivalry action. Um, Maybe the least hype Red River rivalry ever. Both unranked teams. Texas favored by seven against Oklahoma. Um, this is the first time in the Red River rivalry that both teams are unranked since 1998. I think Texas is going to wipe the floor with them. They're getting their quarterback back. Uh, Quinn Ewers has missed the last four games. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, uncertain for Saturday. In the concussion protocol. Uh, as stated today by head coach Brett Venerable. So uh, I think if he's out, that's a huge factor. And um, I think Texas is going to take advantage of that. I do think Texas has a good chance to win this game. I'm not going to count Oklahoma out, even though they've been uh, bad the last two weeks. Uh, still a big rivalry game. And um, it's always a great game, man. Always big. So I'm um, not counting Oklahoma out. It, last year's Red River rivalry was probably – it was up there with one of my favorite games of the season last year. And, you know, it, Oklahoma's been bad, but I think they're going to they're gonna put up a fight here. I don't know if they'll win, especially if Quinn Ewers is back. It could, I think they could get blown out. I'm down on Oklahoma right now. I think Texas will just walk away with this game, honestly. I'd be careful. Right now? Everyone's down on Oklahoma, man. They just got blown out by TCU. Well, yeah, so I, that's why I said I think Texas is going to walk think, away with this win easily. I just don't think there's a take to be had there. I think it's just that, you know, they're Oklahoma. They suck. Yeah. I'd be careful with that happening. rivalry game. Um, I don't know. Both these teams, Texas and Oklahoma, this is funny, since announcing that they're moving to the SEC, Texas and Oklahoma are combined 11 and 11. And they they're think they're going to go to the SEC and get the job done. They're in for a rough ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it should be going to the SEC. Mike Gundy and his Oklahoma State Cowboys. That's a true football team right there. 
Next, we'll mention this one real quick because it is a really good Pac-12 matchup. Number 11 faces 18 UCLA. The Utes favored by four and a half. Um, I don't think anyone here really has much to say about this. I expected the best UCLA home game atmosphere in a long time. Not that the stadium will be full, but I think it'll be pretty close. But I think this is also a chance for Utah to go in there and beat UCLA good and sort of say we're back in the playoff running. We lost our first game. We're getting back into this thing. I think they can make a little bit of a statement here. Finally, with yeah, that, I'll well, go ahead. Just real quick. Go ahead, Devin, this go one's, ahead. Sorry, sorry. This is my game of the week. I'm really excited for this. I think UCLA rides the wave of beating Washington last week, and it's going to be a shootout. And what is it, Pasadena? How are the Rose Bulls at? Yes, sir. I am looking forward to that one. Yeah, I think that'll be a really fun game. Good for the Pac-12 to have a marquee matchup back on the schedule. Conference kind of needs it right now. Um, next, we will preview. We can skip some of these other little notes here, but let's preview the Nebraska Rutgers game real quick. Or do you guys just want to cover it during the picture? What? May I be last segment, right? We can cover this quick. Let's go ahead and cover it. Let's do a preview quick. We can just do our prediction and scores at the end. No. What are you guys expecting from this game? It's a Friday night game in Piscataway, New Jersey. The Huskers are favored by three. This line kind of opened all over the place. I still don't think Vegas knows what to do with the Huskers. Um, But, man, it feels like a big game for both teams. Nebraska to keep some momentum going and Rutgers to bounce back after a big loss to Ohio State. Yeah, I was honestly kind of surprised. Nebraska is favored, but you know, we do have some momentum coming into this game after the win against Indiana. The team looked really good. They played, you know, all all three parts of the team, special teams, offense, defense played together in the last game. And then Rutgers coming off the, you know, the two losses in a row. I think that's gonna um that's kind of why Nebraska is favored because hopefully this momentum kind of carries over. And uh I don't know. I I'm just very tentative on this game but i like nebraska's chances yeah i think what will be tough about this game is uh the punter putting us in bad field position i can't even remember what his name is but apparently he's pretty good I, oh. yeah i can't i can't even remember um but yeah that that's gonna be tough i think our offense is gonna be fine um i know rutgers defense is pretty good um, and also if our defense plays like we did against Indiana or even better, I think we can win this game because I don't think Rutgers offense is very good either. No, Rutgers has the 117th ranked pass offense in the country, 161 yards per game. And it is because they have had to play their second or third string a lot this year. Vedral's been out. Second string's been out. Uh, they played their third and fourth string last week against Ohio State. Uh, so they've had a lot of issues on offense. Um, but they've been they have not been good at all on offense. So I think that's where Nebraska's defense defense can step up, play good again, play like they did against Indiana. This this offense is probably worse than Indiana's. Um, so I think I don't know. Bill Bush has another opportunity to to show out. On their third yeah. or fourth string quarterback and their offense is still better than Iowa's. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, I'm I'm more so excited about this game's time than uh, the actual game itself. I'm going to get off work on Friday, get to watch the Huskers play football. It's always fun. Then I get to wake up and play golf on Saturday. What a great weekend I got ahead of me. I'm so excited. Iowa plays at night, so you get to watch. And I get to watch Iowa play too. And then watch Iowa play after the golf. Yes. Perfect. 
I agree with that heavily. I, I kind of like this too. A little Friday night action makes for a short week. And uh, it's the high school teams of the Big Ten get to play on, get to get to play their Friday night lights, man. Yes. Good way of putting it. Miss those Friday night lights. <clears throat> but especially after after Nebraska gets a a win, a little bit of momentum. Let's see if they can just keep it rolling. You know, nothing crazy, but just go out there and get two wins in a row. That barely ever happened under Scott Frost. Um, Mickey Joseph has already matched Scott Frost's conference win total from last year, so with one conference game. Hey, we do get a little bit of scarlet on scarlet violence this week. This is That's awesome. <laughs> that is true. Real quick, what is your guys' game of the week? I'm actually going to go first here. I guess so. I'm just going to say TCU Kansas is close, but I'm going to give it to Tennessee LSU because I really like watching that ball offense, and I think they're legit this year. Yeah, I got TCU Kansas for my game of the week. I have the same pick as well, TCU Kansas. It's got to be the Red River rivalry, man. One of the best rivalries in all of uh, college football. Who cares? I got, I got UCLA and Utah. I think that one's going to be fantastic. I think I'm with Headley here. Got the Red River rivalry. Can't say that. That's why they call it the shootout or shootdown, right? Pick, or what is it? Thank you. Thank you, Headley. I hope your guys' pick loses. I'll give a little shout-out to matchup of the week, which is simply Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban with their little um, off-season scuffle that they had. Um, but anyway, moving on from that, we can get into our, our locks, underdogs, picks, all that good stuff. Um, Brad, did you want to give us a record update on all this stuff first? Yeah, I can give a record update here. Let me pull up um, last week's records. Um, so I will just be going down the list here. So Max went nine and three. Isaiah went eight and four. Headley went six and six. Connor, um, tough week. Connor had a tough week here, boys. He went four and eight. I think that I think that might be the worst <laughs> that's happened. That is the. Yeah, the when you talk about his locks. He's one and four. <laughs> one and three. One and three. And one. <laughs> controversy with that. Uh, We're still not last, boys. Bradley, uh, time to turn around, Headley. You're a bad better. I went six and six. I went six and six last week. Devin went seven and five, and then Greg. Our uh, guest picker last week went eight and four. So uh, those were our pickups. Greg last also week. had his lock of the week and underdog of the week hit. So that, which is a very solid. impressive. Which is very very, very impressive. impressive. Um, and then I can do our season totals here. So Max is now forty four and twenty four. Isaiah is forty and twenty eight. Headley is forty three and twenty five. Connor is thirty six thirty two. Bradley is thirty six and thirty two. And Devin is back up to 34 and 34 after a little bit of uh let's go a marathon boys. It's We're in for the long haul. Devin doesn't get made fun of for- I do. We're in <laughs> it for the long haul. I can go through our locks and wait, Brad, wait, 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 Brad. Who's yeah. a, who's in first place for the picks now? You uh are. for the season? Yeah. Max, you are by one. What no way! Congratulations, Headley had a little bit of an off week here, and you you went week. first. You went first on this last week's. So Max is in the lead. Headley is second. Isaiah is third. 
Isaiah's third, coming back up. Uh, me and Connor you, are tied for fourth, and then Devin is fifth. Yeah, man, enjoy it. Enjoy it for one week. I'm on your heels, though. I'm on your heels. <laughs> he is on the, our sixth, heels. Actually, not fifth. Hey, I'm quick, coming for you, man. Real quick for the locks and the underdogs here. I'll start with the locks. So, Max is three and two with his locks. Isaiah, two and three. Headley, <laughs> three and two. Connor and myself, one and four. A little controversy there, too. Yeah, why, Devin, why do I get a loss for not picking it? Why hey, do I get a loss for hey. not picking on a week? And next time, get yeah, the that's... pick it. Get the pick it. That is kind of messed up. Watch my mouth. <laughs> get the pick it, but it's kind of messed up. You miss every on, shot you don't on your take. Birthday, and then you make the podcast. And, you and get then an L the, the underdog. Week. Hey, me and Devin did the same thing. We both got losses for that. And then the underdog. So Max is two. So it goes win, loss, cover. So two, two and one for Max. Isaiah. I, hey, I've been thinking about underdog of the week. I propose that underdog of the week counts as a win for just your covering. underdog winning, not covering. Yeah, it, you're, a cover doesn't count as a win. I have cover, cover is essentially yeah. a tie. Yeah. Yeah, but just incorporate it into our. Really? Into I like our, the cover. Like, I like the cover, I, though, because it, like, it shows that your underdog covered. So. For the viewers here, our underdog is not just a win; it is the best chance of an upset. Yeah, so which I is think why the cover is fair. So back to what I was saying, Headley. I think we have a lot of different records going on, and I'm about to finish. <laughs> I'm about Whoa, to you're about finish. to finish. Headley is one, two, and two. Uh, Connor is one, two, and two. Myself, I am two, two, and one. Big underdog guy. Rice saved me last week. Uh, Devin um, is zero wins, three losses, two covers. We don't fuck with underdogs here. We were the alphas. And so that uh, concludes my little records there. So, uh, yeah. Still mad about lock of the week. I don't know hey, why that's hey, thing. Me, Devin, and you both got a loss. It's all for the Excel formula. Make my life easier. Thank you, Connor. Well, put an asterisk we, by it. Put we, an asterisk by it. Everybody put an asterisk by our uh, records. The end of the year when I come back and then I have one loss that shouldn't count, I'm going to be a little mad. Dude, you didn't put in a lock that week. Miss every all single that, shot you don't take. Am I right, guys? It's a good wasn't point. on the podcast. Good point. Wayne All right. I think we can move on. Uh, move yeah. on here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay, excellent. Uh, now we'll just get straight up. Let's get into our locks and our underdogs and our predictions. We'll start with our locks here. We have a special guest joining yeah, us. Yeah, Devin, go ahead and introduce him. He is none other than my, my roommate, the Texas born and raised big-time Longhorn fan in honor of the Red River rivalry this week. We have Mr. Drew Sliva. Drew, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. Brad, don't do that again. I saw that. <laughs> hey, Brad, what'd you do? Drew, do you see the, the order, by the way? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, sweet. We're going to get into our locks this week. Uh, so I'll start us off here. I got Ohio State minus 25 and a half on Michigan State. Um, Ohio State has beaten Michigan State by an average of 36 points. Over the last five meetings, Michigan State, we know their pass defense, 115th in the country. Ohio State has the 18th ranked pass offense in the country. Uh, this is going to be a beatdown. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Uh, Connor brought it up. But I have Tennessee spread as my lock of the week, two and a half over LSU. 
I'm uh, I'm going with the hot team right now. I've got Kansas State to cover two points against uh, Iowa State this week. Drew, do you have a lock? Drew, you're muted. Shit, my bad. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, Texas lock. That's it. Nothing Texas, right on. Right. Texas, right. Texas minus seven? Yeah. Nice. Here, as I come back for my locks of the week, I have Michigan covering the 22-point spread this weekend against Indiana. Guys, um, I looked very long at the locks. Uh, I had a very hard time at this. Um, so I'm going to throw out another one of those. Uh, who knows? Who the hell knows? Uh, Air Force minus 10 against uh, Utah State. I will always bet against the Aggies. That's a, that's a great lock, actually. They are a terrible team. So that's uh, my very, very soft lock. All right, my lock of the week is actually going to be Alabama over A&M, minus 24. Uh, I think Nick Saban took it personally this offseason with the comments from Jimbo. I think he goes in there and just never lets the foot up off the gas. Good stuff, good locks there. Now let's get into our underdog. It's plus six and a half, so essentially touchdown for greater underdog um, that you think could get the win. And I'm going to go with the Texas Tech Raiders plus nine and a half points against Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma uh, the Cowboys are on a high after their Baylor win. I think Texas True. could maybe catch them a little off guard. Silly, silly pick. Silly pick, Max. <laughs> but uh, my underdog of the week is Kansas over TCU. Uh, I think they have a good shot. I'm still going to roll with the Jayhawks as long as they're rolling. So My underdog of the week, I'm going with Northwestern. Ten-point dog to Wisconsin, who's you know just fired their coach. Um, not looking great right now. All right, I got a uh, Middle Tennessee nine and a nine point dog under uh, UAB, most electric football team in the country. Destroyed Miami. Love them. I res- I respect that. Respect that. I like that. Um, I ha- also have the Kansas Jayhawks this week against TCU. It's my underdog. <laughs> Me and Drew, man, let's go Middle Tennessee plus nine. <laughs> Against UAB. Let's go. I'm also right in the Jayhawk train. Plus seven, I think, is too much for for Kansas. I think it's going to be – I think they're going to cover that. <clears throat> wow, a lot of Kansas love there in the underdog pick. They just sneak in at uh, that seven-point dog. So, like, you get the job done there in Lawrence. Uh, now we get on to our picks for this week. So, we got Purdue at Maryland. I think this is such a tough game to pick, but – I'm not. I can't go against the Boilermakers, so I'm going Purdue. This is such a hard pick. Um, since Maryland's, awesome. or not since Purdue screwed us all year, but I'm I'm going with Maryland here. Uh, I just I don't know. It's gonna be tough, but I'm I'm just gonna stick with my pick. Yeah, I actually flipped a coin on this one. I got Maryland. I don't know either of these teams, but I think I'll take the Purdue one. I also had That's no it. idea for this one, so I just went with Vegas, and I'm taking Maryland. So uh, I I left this one for last because I like everybody else had no idea. Um, I'm going Purdue, man. I I'm going Purdue. Boiler up, baby. I'm taking Maryland. I'm sorry. I've we I've doubted. I've went for Purdue for so long. I got to stop doing that. I'm taking Maryland. Give me what is it? The Turpins. 
there's no way that Purdue can get us again this week. Guys. I was going to say, at least we all didn't pick four or against Purdue, so that's nice. We are completely split on that game. Like, Power Six is split. Oh, nice. Well, going to be good to see that one. Next, Wisconsin and Northwestern. Wisconsin's favorite by 10 after firing their head coach. Um, I think it could be a close game. I think just Northwestern's too bad, and I think Wisconsin bounces back in the rush game, giving the Badgers. I got the Badgers as well. Yeah, I got Braylon Allen and the Badgers winning that one. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yep, I got the Badgers. They ain't losing to Northwestern. Give me Wisconsin. I absolutely loved the tweets that were coming out from Braylon Allen this week about the Paul Chris firing. So I think he is going to be fired up. Give me Wisconsin. Next, we got BYU and Notre Dame. Cougars still ranked 16th. Notre Dame favorite three and a half. I think this is another kind of toss up, um, but I think Vegas has this one right. I think Notre Dame wins this game. Give me Bradley's Cougars here. I'm going BYU. I've got Notre Dame. I just think Notre Dame, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still believing in them, even though I shouldn't. Yeah, I think I'll take Marshall in this one. Or, I mean, BYU. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, pick Vegas. So, I'm going to pick <clears throat> Yeah, my, uh, my Cougs have let me down, man. My Cougars let me down. So, I'm going Notre Dame. BYU uh, kind of was in a dogfight with Utah State. And you guys know how I feel about Utah State. So, can't pick with them we, we talk a lot about fraudulent programs i think notre dame is one of them i was high on them against ohio state week one and they have just continued to disappoint i'm taking byu fair enough they're on a two-game win streak though so maybe trying to bring it back here a little bit uh next kansas state travels to ames to take on iowa state i'm gonna roll with my guy adrian in this one wildcats win i got the cyclones here uh i'm not yeah, I don't know. I just I'd rather see the Cyclones win than Adrian. That's really that's an awful take, but I, I've got Kansas State. They're my lock of the week. I am one of the two Power Six members that has a positive lock of the week right now. Just throwing that out there. Early in the season, I'll take uh, K State. I guess they have that one quarterback, so he's pretty good. Also got Kansas State here. Beating the Cyclones. Give me Iowa State. I'm taking the Wildcats here. Go Kansas State. Next, another coin flip game for me. The Hawkeyes and the Illini. Uh, Illinois favored by three and a half in this game. Opened a uh, little surprising, but you know what? I think their run game is really good right now, and we saw what they did to stop Wisconsin and Braylon Allen, so give me the fighting Illini. I'm also going with the Illini in this game. They look really good. I've got Iowa. I think their defense is super good. When you get in these Big Ten matchups, these close games, I think defense is going to win them. I'll take Illinois. Oh, might be another homer pick, but with my Hawkeyes, they're they're just better than Illinois. They always will be. So we're going with them. I think Illinois is a good team, and they showed it. Um, but I got to go with Iowa. I'm a little nervous about this one. I think Iowa's defense is going to be too stout, um, especially after losing last week to Michigan. I think they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. Let's go, Iowa. Stout next, as hell. Next, our spread pick, A&M and Alabama. There weren't a ton of big spreads this week, but I thought we'd just get one in 
um, get this game in here somehow. Otherwise, I mean, we'd all pick Alabama straight up, I figure. So we're going to go Alabama spread 24 points. It's a big spread against little personal rival Jimbo there, but I'm going to go with the Alabama cover. I think the loss last year hurt Nick Saban a lot. I agree. Uh, as we've talked about, A&M's a fraud team, so I think Alabama covers. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Texas A&M to cover on this just because they got something about them coming into to Alabama and playing well. I'll take Alabama. No more Johnny Menzel, so they can't win. You know the Aggies are a fraudulent team. I got Texas A&M covering here. Yeah, I got uh, I got Texas A&M covering as well. I think Alabama's going to roll. Fair enough. All we need to know. Next, Tennessee favored by two and a half against LSU. This line surprised me. If I had to pick it myself, I would have guessed it'd be like seven or eight for Tennessee. So with that, I'm going to choose the Vols to win. Yeah, this is my lock of the week. I have the balls as well. I also have Tennessee. This spread's making me think that it's uh, Vegas is trying to fool people. I don't know. Yep. Tennessee. The volunteers. Give them to me. Yeah, give me Tennessee. I'm a little nervous. I think we're all going to pick Tennessee, so LSU's going to win this one. Do you want me to not pick Tennessee? Would that make you feel better? Please do. Please do. We better go to the the sports book right now. We're all saying it's a lot. I'm taking Tennessee. Oh no! All right, I'm going to Council Bluffs. So done for. That's not even. That's not even. That's a close spread for a unanimous pick there. And we all picked Wisconsin too, so we could we could be really down bad with the records this week. That's scary. Next, TCU and Kansas. I am saying that the Jayhawk magic unfortunately ends, but I think there's another toss up. But I am going to take TCU. Uh, I'm going to stick with Kansas here. Um, I think they could be running out of some of that magic, but I'm going to ride them until it's gone. TCU pulls off the first mercy rule in college football. (laughs) (laughs) They got TCU by a mile. Kansas sucks. You're right. They didn't suck last year, though. Yeah, I got TCU. I've picked I picked against Kansas all year, and I got to stick with it because I don't want to change it up and then have it go against me. So I think TCU is going to uh, low key roll Kansas. I got Kansas. I I think they continue to shock the world. Next, the Red River rivalry, Drew. If you want to give us a little score prediction for this one, you can too. Uh, but I'm just going to pick it straight up. I think Oklahoma is going to get out of their slump. Going to be a close game, but I think Texas is the better team, especially with Queen Ewers. I think Dylan Gabriel or not, Oklahoma doesn't have that great a QB play. I'm going to pick Texas here, uh, but I'm still out horns down, Drew. <laughs> I got Quinn Ewers coming at coming back like Goku when he came out of the hyperbolic time chamber to fight Supercell. He's going to come back and crush Oklahoma. They got Texas, obviously. Um, 69 to 0. I think we can put up 69 <laughs> pretty easily. So, yeah. Okay. TCU almost did. Oh, yeah. uh, I got Texas. I got Texas oh, as well. Oh, no. Texas as well. Oh, no. We know Devin does. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love, 
Loved Jacob's analogy. I think I think that was incredible. But yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. Those Sukkum horns, baby. Longhorns all the way. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, like we said, oh Oklahoma's going to flip around now. Drew, yeah. I just want to apologize. Now a lock. Yo, fade, fade the power six. Fade power six. Okay, Oklahoma's lock. Next Pac-12 matchup, ranked matchup, 11 Utah travels to play 18 UCLA. Uh, I think Utah is going to gonna go and prove that they're still in contention for the playoffs. So I like the uh, Utes. I agree, Max. Uh, I think Utah needs to prove they're still in contention, so I'm taking the Utes here as well. I This is just another uh, stop for Utah on the way to the Pac-12 championship. Utah wins easy. Yeah, I also have Utah here. Drew, you go ahead. Yeah, Utah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got I got UCLA. They look there dominant. it is. They look dominant. I also have UCLA. I think they carry carry the momentum they had last week, and they're gonna they're gonna continue to roll. Here we go. Like to see some different picks get in yeah, there. I was kind of nervous. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, here we'll get into a Nebraska prediction and their score against Rutgers. They play on a Friday night in Piscataway, New Jersey. Huskers favored by three, and I think they get the cover. Going to be a little bit lower scoring for Nebraska's standards. We've given up a lot of points and scored a lot, but I think it's going to be 28-24 Nebraska. So I also have Nebraska in this game, uh, but I think we're going to push. I think it's going to be 24-21, to 21. Um, not cover the spread and just sit right at the middle there. Yeah, guys, I have to do this for uh, us as Husker fans. I pick Rutgers 21-20. to 20. Thank God. <laughs> Damn, you could have picked Nebraska because I got Rutgers – Three oh. to two in a shootout. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the year of the safety, man. All right. Uh, yeah, I also got Rutgers. Uh, I got them four to two. <laughs> wow. Give me, give me Nebraska 24 to 17. <clears throat> I like Nebraska 21 17. A lot of uh, close scores there. One possession win for the Huskers or one possession win for the Scarlet Knights by way of a safety. Um, All jokes. Yeah, no, I know. It's good. So, Connor, do you, real quick, do you have an Iowa-Illinois prediction? We didn't do that. For a score? Yeah. For a score, uh, I got Iowa 17-14. Um, to 14. I like that wow, classic pick. Really score. That we have to say, but that would still hit the under. I think the under is down to 34 and a half right now. So, Iowa just – Loves the record-setting unders this year. Absolutely insane. That's the goal. Kirk Ferentz is like, we got to get the record under, boys. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I did want to say this, too, because Headley and I were talking about this at the Nebraska game. I personally do not think any of us will end up in the positive unlocks this year. It is hard to beat Vegas. Even the best bettors are like 55%. It's hard to beat Vegas. It I is. think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'd love to see one of us do it. That'd be awesome. Or a couple of us. Haley, let's just see your bets do positive then, too. I paid my bookie this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can uh, get Max, What was your lock this week? I, um, my lock was I, I like Ohio State minus 25 and a half on, on Michigan State. I think they're going to. It's done. I bet it. Wait, what <laughs> line did you get it at? Wait, wait you're, you're betting the Buckeyes? Yeah, this says 27 and a half. I had 25 and a half. I looked, I looked at that last uh, night. Well, he Max had it. Max had it earlier than you had. Oh, so. do we? That's do we sucks. have to? No, because when Max, when Max decided, it, lock? 
Do we have to say it has to be 27 and a half? You guys, I got it. I saw it at 25 and a half last night. Let me see where. We, we've always gone based off what Max had when he did the agenda. So. Oh, yeah, I just sport, did it when I looked at the agenda. So. It's just Max like when you bet. Games. If you bet when it's 25 and a half, you get that bet. And if it changes the next day, you're still on that bet. So Max yeah, is Caesar fine. Caesar says it's at 26 and a half. I Max promise you fine. I saw it at 25 and a half last night. So. I believe the almighty Max. <laughs> weatherman Max. For Not, the, yeah, Weatherman. I, He's also a Weatherman. Weatherman Sportsbook. It's Everything in between. For, uh, Friday, Saturday, by the way. Headley, Headley, what was your lock? Mine was uh, Kansas State. Cover two okay. points against Iowa State. I'll go bet that one. Bad luck. Go bet that, yeah. Yeah. Hey, the two, the two uh, winning records for lock. I don't know. Two positive lock, guys. <laughs> I have a fraudulent, fraudulent record. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll wrap things up here. It's been a, it's been a long episode. So uh, Isaiah, I know you'll hit on this too. Thank you so much Drew, for joining us. We really appreciate it on Red River Rivalry weekend. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks Drew. Uh, we appreciate you joining baby. us. Yep. No, I'm still going horns down even though I picked yeah, them. Fuck you guys. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks Drew. Bye Drew. Bye. All right, guys, that's everything we have for this week. Uh, exciting week of college football action upon us. Make sure if you don't already, you follow us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and check us out on YouTube. We're actually getting quite a bit of views on there, so thank you guys for that. Um, and as always, make sure you guys have a fun and safe weekend. Uh, don't do anything stupid, and go Big Red. Go Hawks. Horns down.